0: And we are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World, and this is episode 205 with. Music video director and YouTuber, Christopher Rhodes, aka YC Imaging. Chris has over 340,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel where he uploads in-depth behind-the-scenes videos explaining his process around his music video projects along with awesome filmmaking tips and tricks. He's had over 21 million video views on his channel and is absolutely crushing it. In this episode, some of the things that we discuss are Chris's career journey from graphic designer to music video director, as well as his decision to move to Atlanta to pursue greater production opportunities. His mission to share behind the scenes of every step of his career and how that sparked a large audience on YouTube. The moment he was able to travel outside of the country for the first time, all because of his camera. How he's able to balance his creative career and YouTube channel while making time for his fiance and his two kids. We dive into the reality of the music video industry, tips for aspiring YouTubers, and so much more. We are stoked for this episode today. And yo, To all my video creators out there, if you are looking for a strong music library and also a sound effects library, we have the answer for you. Epidemic Sound is offering the Black Window Cream podcast listeners a 30-day free trial plus 50% off their first month by using the code BWNC at checkout. I've been using Epidemic's music on all my client projects and honestly, even this podcast. Like, let's think about it. Have you ever listened to the Morning Roast intro music and thought to yourself, damn, how did Ben create this amazing song? Like, this song is so good that it deserves a Grammy. I agree, but the process is actually quite simple. I just cut the music on Epidemic Sounds Library, and then I wrote a fire chorus, I recorded that thing in like 30 minutes, and now you hear it every Wednesday. And that's how stars are born. Um, so take it from me. The music library is amazing, but anyways, enough with the tangent. Uh, get access to Epidemic's 30,000 plus songs and 64,000 plus sound effects now by using our code. The link is in the description. I promise you, it's the best investment you can make as a freelance creator. Uh, again, link is in the description. But. Real quick, before we move on, if this is your first time tuning in to the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black no Cream? Great question. Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee, Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on Earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to BWNC.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you my episode of YC Imaging and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Attention. If
1: you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah.
0: You have 24 hours to share this podcast
1: with 5 people or you will die I'm kidding, you won't die You're just weak shit for not sharing And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to Goes to Black with no cream what do you It's think? so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Hagerty I
0: knew you would say that Ladies and gentlemen, YC Imaging, Christopher Rose <laughs> What's good bro, how are you? hey i'm
1: good man i'm doing good i can't complain
0: yeah i know i feel you i i'm, I'm glad that you uh are able to hop on the black on the cream podcast we've been trying to we've been talking about this for a minute obviously i'm like yo whenever you're in la next we gotta make this shit happen for real
1: yeah yeah that was like months ago at this point i know this is before everything popped off so
0: right exactly yo where are you at right now are you because you're from virginia originally is that where you're from
1: yeah i'm originally from virginia i'm in atlanta right now
0: atlanta bet all right cool yeah how, how have things been going man i know uh i mean the youtube channel just booming and, and you've been killing it on there inspiring very many people uh and it's been exciting to watch that grow and just using it as a resource and stuff for so for you like how how have things been uh grooming for you especially i know obviously right now is a weird time but you've been very active on that on that channel
1: yeah um things have been fine for me honestly uh like My workflow hasn't changed too much since the the pandemic popped off. Uh, A lot of the stuff I do is literally from this office anyway, so I just I've been grinding it out to be completely honest with you.
0: Right. I'm excited to see. uh, I know you before we got on camera, you talking about working on you're creating a course when yeah, yeah. I'm
1: making a course right now. So what's your plan with that? I'm trying to uh, kind of get other freelancers on the wave that uh, that I'm on with, you know, making some passive income, doing other things. So, you know, it kind of alleviates the stress of situations like the pandemic, right. you know? So that's like the basis of the course is basically just going through my process on how I make residual and passive income and trying to get other freelancers on the same wave so they can, you know, use the things that they already know uh, to... Converted it into some products to make some money
0: right i I appreciate uh a while back i hit you up for some tips on on how to do that as well like with the podcast and us trying to figure out how to make this shit make money and everything like uh so we appreciate that it's cool to see for you man like the the path that you took, and I know you've talked about this a million times on different podcasts and interviews, I'm sure just the transition of who you, how you became who you are, uh, but it is cool to see how you went from client work to now creating so much content for YouTube and building your own brand. And, and I'm curious, like making that decision from client work to your YouTube channel, what helped you make that decision and, and attack that?
1: Um. So... Just the start of doing the YouTube platform was just more so for myself I just wanted to document what I was doing Um, I saw people like Jacob Owens amazing YouTube content showing us behind the scenes I thought it was cool as hell so I just wanted to do it myself Uh, and then I kind of saw it was a market there Mm. you know Um, it's just it's people there who need either knowledge entertainment uh, transformations creatively uh, and I just kind of saw a market started you know, throwing some products at the wall, seeing was stuck, uh, and I just started going at it full time, just because. Not that I wanted to quit freelancing, but I wanted to be more selective with the freelance projects that I did take on. No. You know, I've been in situations where I've had to do freelance projects that I hated because I needed the money. Right. You know, <laughs> as as I'm sure Haven't all of we are. Right. Yeah, exactly. We've, we've all been in that. So. I saw that like dang i'm having fun i'm able to say no to projects i'm making more money like hell yeah let's do this you know so right that's kind of how i segued into it
0: before before you went solely focused on the youtube shit what was like your main type of client jobs because i know you talk a lot about music videos was it always strictly music videos or were you doing other type of content um around the city
1: um so i i started doing music videos but I've experimented with everything. I've tried weddings, done event recaps, uh I've done interviews, uh small business commercials. I just stuck to the music video lane because I feel like it's the most creative all of right. them all. You know, it's not really a step by step guide or format of how to do it. You can just do outlandish creative shit when you do music videos, so yeah that's you know i i I like it like that's my favorite kind of content to create personally
0: what were your aspirations because you know like we it's funny we were just me and dave were just talking about this after our morning roast episode we did and and it's like when we talk about you know you get into something and it's passion behind cer- certain creativity you're like all right cool doing this boom you realize oh there's a lot of need for my production skills in not just music videos but maybe i go over here and do an event event recap for this local restaurant or bar or whatever whoever and you start finding that you can build income from that and it kind of grooms you right so what were you, what were some of your earlier aspirations like when you got into music videos did you want to eventually like oh i'm gonna do music videos i'll move to la i want to become this like superstar director was that a passion or was it just kind of like yo i like creating these videos in my area i got you know you building your you have a wife do you have
1: do you have children yeah i have a fiance and two sons fiance and two sons just had it, so yeah
0: yeah and you all started a podcast right yeah we got Congrats. A podcast there we go we'll plug that <laughs> uh but like you know when you have that what what was your early aspirations before getting into the the youtube side of things
1: Okay, so before I even got into music videos, I used to do graphic designs, and I had it made up in my mind that I was going to be a huge graphic designer. I wanted to be the guy who designed the covers for movies, uh, that type of shit like that. I I still, to this day, think that shit is the coolest thing in the world. Um, But I eventually just started to mess around with music videos because my brother's a musician. I used to design his mixtape covers, and we just went out one day and started doing the music video thing. So once I started to get into that... I was feeling it, I was making a little bit more money than graphic design. I felt like I was just working my ass off in the graphic design lane and not making any money from it. Mm. So I just started to go hard with music videos and then I wanted to be the music video guy. The big guy like Colin Tilley is like my favorite music video director. His shit is fucking amazing. Like, you know? And I wanted to be that. I wanted to, you know, do the LA thing, do the New York thing, come there, be the director, do that type of stuff. Um and that was like the ultimate aspiration for me. I wanted to be the big music video guy.
0: So what what was the reason that you cuz right now you're taking fewer projects in the music video world. Um yeah. you're being super selective, but like what what made you transition cuz I think the topic that we were talking about was for a lot of people they wanted to uh you know, they wanted to leave you know, do, do I need to, I, the, we recorded yesterday, so it was just about moving to New York or LA. Do I need to do that to become successful as a creator? And ours was like, yeah. sure, and also no. You know what I mean? So you don't have to necessarily leave to become the shit at something, but for you, was, it, uh, was there any interest in there about moving to, because you moved to Atlanta at some point, right? So was that your,
1: your switch? Yeah, so my initial reason for moving to Atlanta was to do bigger video production. I wanted to have more resources for studios, rentals, crew members, uh, all that shit. So that was the original reason for me moving to Atlanta was to do bigger, better video production stuff. Um, And it's crazy because my initial reason in getting to YouTube was to do behind the scenes content. And um, I just wanted to document the whole process. I had to set up my mind that, okay, I'm gonna document the process of me doing these low budget things and going into doing the bigger budget music videos. Mm. Uh, And it it just kind of changed, it just kind of shifted, you know? Um, My interest with uh, the music video space, I kind of noticed that it's very competitive, you know? It's very competitive, it's a very competitive space and it's just continuously getting more competitive. Um, And everybody has access to the same shit. You probably use like a, fucking a7s2 or something
0: well yeah it just always it, out here it's like we get a little bit of a luxury of rental houses so pending yeah. projects you pick up but yeah the go-to camera a7s2 all day yeah fucking things a7s2 S2,
1: gh5 canon whatever the fuck camera you have we all have access to the same shit right mm-hmm. so that was my whole intentional reason on moving to another state to do bigger budget video production stuff
0: and for you man i mean out here, it's like when you look at it, it's so interesting because it's the same thing. I want to get into music videos. I like to to be creative and, and to start working with bigger and bigger artists. Like that, that idea is so cool to me. And then when you get into the position of like, I need to make an income, you realize that music videos don't really pay a whole lot of nothing. You know what I mean? Unless you yes. are Dave Myers, Colin Tilly. Uh, there's so many names that can get in that bracket, but it is hard to make like a decent living off that and you stress your whole self out trying to make them come to life you know uh i think what's cool about what you did is you found this shift you found um a way to be super creative while educating and opening doors for a lot of people everyone that's trying to get into the space and and navigate you you made that switch right
1: yeah i think that was more so the biggest realization as well like like you said uh you want to the, the ultimate goal is for you to be able to sustain yourself off of whatever you love music videos for me that's what i wanted to do um and like you said like you just kind of come to the realization and you notice that there's so many other things out here that are also creative that you can also make a lot more money off of um so it just kind of shifted my my mentality when it comes to being creative in a way
0: i think i think that's such a cool thing that you found because i feel like a lot of people don't understand that that's possible right like there's other ways to build a living around creativity and besides just like beating yourself down did you ever see the the short film by morgan cooper uh you shoot videos
1: yes it's fucking amazing
0: bro as soon as i watched that i was like holy shit and i hollered at him had him on the podcast and it was cool from his perspective too of like you work at you work so hard to like try to test your creative outlet and so many people will not invest in that and that's yeah that's like the shittiest part about it when when you i I guess it's just a massive struggle when people just don't want to throw money in a project or or value it as like the last thing that they care about but they'll spend all the money on branding and the touring and then and then the marketing and all this shit but when it comes to the videos it's always like the smallest thing switching to youtube and you being able to use as an outlet now you're collaborating with a ton of I mean, top tier brands like Squarespace and uh, like f- everybody that you've got. You literally have a n- new company that fucks with you every day, which is the illest yeah. shit to watch. So now with that, does that open up the doors of what you're able to do creatively within your projects?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, my ultimate goal isn't to, to quit music videos. Like I said, I'm able to be a lot more selective with the ones I do do. Um, and I think that that's the ultimate benefit of it all, you know, Um I'm able to say no to the projects that won't push me forward. I'm able to say no to the projects that don't pay. Uh, and I'm working with all the brands that I've thought about working with, you know? Right. Um, I'm working with Canon, doing stuff with Sony. Um, I'm even having more artists reach out to me for music videos from seeing me on YouTube. So right. It's kind of it's kinda wild.
0: It's, um, it's like the, it's, you're building your own brand in the sense, and distro platform. You know what I mean? Like, low-key, yeah. that's a tight plug to have that.
1: Yeah, for sure. 100%, man. I'm, I'm, I'm able to build artists up just off the platform that I have.
0: It's like kind of a full-circle thing right there that's super cool. Do you feel like it allows you to create for yourself, build your own brand. And it's like Daniel Schiffer or, you know, same with Jacob Owens too. It's like he was able to attract a lot of artists that were coming in, in return, use that opportunity to create content for the channel that the people that came to the channel most likely came for. They may not have come for music videos or, um, and they wanted the BTS and and by you building out the BTS, you're able to really crack the code on like, yo, so this is how I lit this space. And I'm going to break that down for you. And that shit goes a long ways for people. Some people would watch that and never forget that. You know, it was the same way. I think I, I told Justin Odisho and Olufemi Tutorials. I told both them that I remember being in, like, Germany and searching, like, a quick tutorial on how to do some edit trick. And their shit mm-hmm. popped up and was suggested to me. It was the one that cracked the answer for me when I'm on tour with, like, Schoolboy Q. And I'm like, dude, that's yeah. insane to me. Like, I'll always remember that you helped me without really, like, you know what I mean? You made a video and moved on with life, but that shit helps so many people. How does that feel for yeah. you?
1: I think it's fire, man. It's it's dope as hell. Um, it, it's also shifted the the entire platform of of creativity as well. Because before this YouTube shit popped off, nobody wanted to tell anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Like, like this was the most secretive industry in the fucking world. Like, you know, being a video content creator was the most secretive shit ever. Nobody wanted to tell anybody their secrets. Nobody wanted to do tutorials on anything. And Damn. now you see uh, Instagram tutorials or like, you know, the split sort of posts where we have the project on top and the behind the scenes at the bottom. That shit is the most popular thing on Instagram.
0: Yeah, it sparks inspiration, right? Like, just yeah. to give it a, an idea or, or be like, yo, it really didn't take that much to do this. And it just ins- yeah. inspires people. That's crazy to think about that shit. And, and for you, what were you doing before, you know, the access to YouTube? Like, how did you find yourself learning?
1: Uh, decoding stuff, yeah. Mm coding stuff like if, if, if it was something that I was interested in I would literally go through a video frame by frame and try to pick apart what I was looking at and figuring out a way that I could recreate it like you've been making videos for a long time you probably remember like back when quasar science tubes weren't really a thing right you know you had to go and you had to manually wire each single tube up to light up you know the the individual tubes mm-hmm. and i remember seeing that in a music video thinking it was the coolest shit in the world and i went to lowe's and i just picked up like a fluorescent uh you know the little housing for the tubes and i just tried like i'm just trying to figure this shit out and make it work you <laughs> right. know what i mean so right. like that's how i used to figure stuff out like before it was an open gateway for the information i used to just have to decode and figure out a way to you know rework this and make it work
0: right and do you feel like for you do you feel like you have a bigger purpose with, like, YouTube and edu- educating creators? Do you feel like that provides you, like, this new purpose outside of entertainment? It's, like, it, this education space. Like, what, what does that make? It, I, I don't know. How does it fuel you every day to know that people kind of look to you and are like, all right, what are we going to learn today? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's kind of weird, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah? It's kind of weird because, like, I'm still just trying to be a creative person, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm learning... The only difference with me and probably somebody who doesn't get on YouTube is that they don't document the process of them learning something, you know? So I don't really necessarily look at it as me being a teacher. I just kind of document the process. We all get on set. We all shoot a project and we fuck up, you right. know? I'm just documenting it. I'm just showing you, okay, I fucked up doing this, so don't do this. You know what I mean? Right, so that's right. kind of how I look at it. I'm still just being a creative person in my own mind. Mm. When
0: you, uh, you know... When obviously post or pre-coronavirus what were like some of the most memorable moments from uh getting to be creative and go on set and and actually like (laughs) man it's been so long since we've been able to really like do shit like for real for real you know what i mean what was some of the what, what were some of the standout moments for you in the like last year
1: um shit man all of my most standout moments are just like culture shocks are doing stuff outside of my normal day-to-day life Mm. so um i came out to la for a project last year two three projects and i just linked up with other people out there and it's just like the kind of like the the creative culture and the way people link up and the process of doing shoots and i feel like all of that was just so memorable because it was way different than how i came up doing stuff you know right um i came up trespassing to go to a location <laughs> to shoot a video and then i'm coming to la and then i see how people are working it on like 20 30 man sets and it's like damn this is this is different right you know and then uh last year i went to sweden to work on a project with a brand and it was like damn i've never been outside the country i'm seeing how other countries work i'm 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 i have a language barrier you know i'm trying to communicate what i'm saying to somebody else and i'm seeing how other people live and it's just like Everything that I experienced last year that is just like mind blowing to me has been something that's different than what I'm normally doing.
0: What What did you go to Sweet? So that was your first time going out of the country. Was going to Sweet. Yeah, dog. How ill is that, bro? I thought it was the illest thing because I always said in high school, like for some reason, my friends would always go out of the country during spring break, and they'd be like, "We're Mm -hmm. going to fucking backpack through where I don't know, just go to some place." And I was like, "Nah, I ain't gonna. I want to go out of the country because of music. Like, music would be the reason why." And the first time I got to go out of the country was. Every time has been because of touring, you know what I mean? Like with bands and shit. So that is so fulfilling for me. What did that mean for you like as a creative that your your creative thinking and the way you create shit literally got you to go to
1: Sweden, bro? I thought it was the craziest shit in the world. It's like, damn, these people want to pay me to come here to – do what I've been do- like I don't know I I almost felt like I, I wasn't worthy of this shit it was weird <laughs> it was like you know what I mean it's like damn why, why the fuck they pick me to come do this right so um nah bro it, it meant a lie it was like damn like something that I'm doing is working you know somebody's appreciating what I'm doing uh it made me feel better about what I was doing right you know? what what was uh what was that trip I don't know if so I went out to um I went out to Sweden to do a project with Epidemic Sound. You oh, just no. did a contest with Epidemic
0: Sound. Yeah, Epidemics are like rocking with us yeah. right now. They're the shit, bro.
1: Yeah, so I went out to Sweden. Uh, they do like a Epidemic Sound bash every year where they they have, like, their biggest music creators for the platform come out and do concerts. and Oh, damn. Um, we network. We talk about different stuff that we got coming up for the year. And I did, like, a Music Matters episode where I linked up with one of the creators, and we made our own beat for the platform. It was dope. Oh, so. shit. Yeah, that- it was tight, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
0: Wait, so then you you make music as well?
1: No. That was my first time ever doing anything music-related. So we linked up, and I, I helped make a beat. I kind of sculpted the beat and the layout of the, the track. The shit was ill. It was dope.
0: That that is tight i think that a lot of people kind of think that there's only one real way to attack being able to expose yourself to new things when when they look at it like for me in iowa i was like man like i gotta leave here to you know open up some sort of door that's gonna take me somewhere i need someone to see me i need someone to like pick me up and let me be creative with them and 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 exercise my muscles that way uh but for you You're able to literally, like, I mean, Atlanta is big. Like, that's a big city. But the main cities are like, you know, if you really look at it, it's like New York and LA are like the top tier. We got to go here to become somebody. You literally been able to build such a cool outlet creatively on all levels, and it takes you places. It literally allows you to travel. And I think people, like, through YouTube, bro, like, YouTube wasn't that years ago. YouTube wouldn't give yeah. people those, those opportunities unless you did some wild shit and ended up on like Tosh O oh or something. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I just I just moved to Atlanta like last year, so. Oh shit. Uh, the, yeah, all the stuff that I'm talking about, as far as like moments that I vividly remember, were me, um, from Virginia. Yeah. Like the- you don't like you don't have to live in a central hub to make shit happen. You don't have to be a master in your field to make shit happen, you know what I mean, like I'm some random ass guy with a camera who fucking makes videos, you know, and I feel like a portion of the the spark that I've gotten from creating the audiences, but come from me being relatable, you know, Mm. I think that's why a lot of people like they gravitate towards me because like I said, we all have access to the same shit you see me with the same camera the same equipment that you have and I'm doing creative shit with it it makes it seem possible for you to do it you know as opposed to seeing a director who's been doing it for 15 years on a set with 50 people you might be like man I don't fucking know anything about this yeah you know right so, or you
0: assume you got to go through some sort of education process to get it to click or or, or just serve years of like PA'ing and shit on set yeah. to be able to do it that, that is true yo I'm curious when you go to what how often do you release some videos? Like weekly? Um,
1: <clears throat> I kind of just upload when I feel like it at this point, you know? But I try to do like a like a weekly schedule. Yeah.
0: What what is typically like your pro- process for creating videos? Um, I know you just showed like in your tour video you have like a big ass whiteboard and shit and you put in your ideas. So like <laughs> what's kind of the process you go about when you're creating?
1: Uh I got to get a topic that excites me in some kind of way. You know, it has to be something that either I think is fun or something that is fast that I feel like people can take something from. Those are like the two elements for me. It's like, okay, I don't always have to make the biggest possible video, but if it's fast, it needs to at least be able to affect somebody or they need to be able to learn something from it really fast. Um, So first it's just me coming up with an idea uh, for a video. I could get that idea sparked from a bunch of different stuff. It might be an Instagram post somebody made. It might be Another YouTube video it might be a movie you know so it's just coming up with an idea first and foremost and then it's me kind of sculpting out that idea into something that's digestible um, and it's always a battle between time and production mm. like you want to make quality shit but like you don't want to have every video take two months to make Right. Know? right like a, a YouTube video can be anywhere from two hours to Two weeks, so it's just all about figuring out that balance and 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 putting the deadline on it. Because if you don't have one, then you're fucking making shit forever.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool because uh, some of the videos you'll make, literally, it's just you talking to me. You know what I mean? Like you just talk to yeah. the camera, and just say like you just kind of spilling your guts on a certain topic, and you can let it run for nine minutes. But hearing you think wild thoughts like that even though it's constructive, really helps. And then, obviously, you can have, like, really dialed videos. And I know you did, um, shit, what's the platform? I, I did the free trial thing from you, from your account. And you got to, like, show, break down how you, like, scouted a location on set. and Skillshare. Skillshare, yeah. So you built, like, a yeah. little course on that to be able to kind of break down, like, how you go about the process of, of creating videos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you do, when you do pick up clients and you, and you go out and you're going to shoot a project, like what is that process for you? Like, um, finding good locations and finding location hacks. Like for you, you you talk about trespassing. Hell yeah. That's how we got shit done. But like in (laughs) LA, you literally like get fined, uh, if you have like a legitimate production company, they'll like, and I didn't know this shit when I came out here is that if you break the rules and you don't have proper, uh, uh, what the hell am I talking about? Um, Permits. Permits shit. And you get you get like strikes and they'll shut your whole company down and that it goes along with, so it's like really different here but for you like what's your process when it comes to like creating a visual and and coming up with concepts for music videos
1: um so it's me listening to the song or kind of collaborating with the artist. a lot of the times artists reach out to you they already got an idea of somewhat what they want to do right you know and then it's just me kind of Taking the budget that we have available, crafting that into either angles and locations or crafting that into, okay, we got this amount of money. We can get this. We can get this. We can get this. Um, And then, you know, just kind of crafting that into creative angles. But Mm. uh, the process kind of differs. Sometimes artists come to me and they just got a budget and they don't know what the hell they want to do. Right. So then then it's up to me to kind of craft this into something that they might like. Uh, and it's 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 almost the same process, but it's easier when I can just collaborate off of an idea that they have. You know, uh, say somebody comes to me and they got a certain budget, they got a song, they're like, "Oh, I want to do this for." It. Okay, we can do that here at these locations. And here are some of the creative ideas that I have to implement into this and make it make sense. Um, but shit it could be as simple as us just going down the street to an alleyway and and, and film at a couple of different angles as well you know
0: right so again rain so, it, it typically ranges and i think that that's it is mad helpful when uh whoever is coming to you with some sort of general direction on it but other than that it's like I, have you found mood boards like honestly bro pinterest is a, a hack to life yes Do you use like shit platforms like that to try to get inspired by certain things for visuals
1: yeah, absolutely. So I use uh, sites like Pinterest. Um, mm. Instagram has a really cool thing where you can save collections. Do you use that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have an inspiration collection on Instagram where it's like, okay, I'm scrolling. I'm finding cool inspirational lighting setups, cool inspirational uh, moods, lighting moods. Um, so I have a full-on collection for that. I use sites like the internet music video database. You ever heard of that? No. Yeah, so no, what like, is it? <laughs> all all mainstream music videos of pretty much any genre are uploaded to this one site, and they rank them from like top 100 of the month, top of the year, and it's just like, yo, you could just go through a playlist of music videos and just like, I'm sitting here taking off screen grabs of certain shit that I like, lighting. Right. Oh, this is fire, and then I'm just, I have folders on my computer. I categorize these into different colors, different lighting setups, and then. Once I get a song and it's like, oh, this is a dark song. Let me go to my dark inspiration folder, pull out some frames and figure out how I can adjust these and make them into my own thing.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know who Matt Alonzo is? Yes. Matt was on the podcast early and he said he's got the craziest folder on his computer of just yeah. reference shit. And like that helps so much when you're really yeah. trying to get inspired by something. I feel like yeah. recently I feel like when I try, like I have opportunity. You know, there's different artists I would like to work with and shit. And I. My, my rolodex has grown from there so i'm like oh it'd be cool to work with this person on this idea and when it gets to like literally the drawing board coming from scratch not like to pitch someone not even to like hit them have them hit me up about a concept yeah i struggle with that where i'm like in my head i'm like what would be a dope visual to this record and i forget to remind myself that to look at mood boards bro like that's like a literal yeah. life hack to to get inspired on content um when when you uh going back to YouTubers because I think there's a lot of people that are getting into this when you get into freelance right and you get into being creative and you're considering jumping ship from your job or or you just want to try to get kind of known in your city YouTube is a great expressive outlet so for people that are coming into the platform or are new to it what suggestions do you have like three tips or anything that you would give to people who are starting a channel that maybe they could use that to to literally jumpstart their career in that space, definitely. I'm I'm sure you've made some mistakes, so you probably learned through this journey.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think it more so starts on why do you want to start YouTube? Are you are you trying to build an audience? Are you trying to just have fun? Are you trying to like build a, a space for your portfolio work? Like, I feel like those are three things that really matter when you're thinking about creating a YouTube channel. Like, if you're trying to create a YouTube channel for the sole purpose of growing on a platform, you got to make searchable content. Because that's all YouTube is. It's literally just a search platform. It's like Google with videos. That's all it is. Right. So if you're starting from nothing, think about what people would search for on your niche. So us for filmmaking and doing music video content, people love camera gear. They love that shit. They love yep. it, though. And... You already got a camera, somebody wants to buy that camera, somebody's thinking about buying that camera, make a video about it. Maybe you can go shoot some cinematic tests with it. Or maybe you can make a review about it, talk about how you feel about the camera. Or maybe you got a cool ass light and it's just like, okay, yeah, this light is popular, I'm gonna make a video about it.
0: How, how, how much time do you spend, out, outside of creating the content, but how much time do you spend, um, and we're trying to get better at this on, on the Black Window Cream channel, with tags yeah. and your thumbnails? like.
1: I think, th- I think thumbnails are almost more important than the title and the tags. Yeah? Honestly. Like a th- a, th- a, th- a provoking thumbnail that somebody wants to click is probably more important than the title and the, the tags. Mm. Uh, I, use- I use VidIQ at all. I've been using TubeBuddy. I'm the Tube- do- I mean, same thing. Yeah, all pretty right. Pretty much the same thing. Right. So, I mean, like, you can use that, get good suggested tags. Uh, but the thumbnail process is something that is, like, Big, You know what I mean? So most of the time when I'm thinking about a video topic, I'm thinking about the thumbnail before I even make the video. Wow. Yeah. So it's like if 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 I can't if say I have a topic that I love, right? I love Mm. this topic. I think this topic, I'm passionate about it. But if I can't think of a good title and a good thumbnail for it and my whole purpose is the intent of growing and, you know, making a big video, I probably will not even make that video.
0: Yeah, I mean yep. I mean it makes total sense, bro, cuz it's like if if I go to your channel and I'm scrubbing through and you know, I'm trying to find an example so we can like actually walk through one that you're thinking about, like before and after uh video uh video editing plugins I'm glad I bought. Are yeah. you were you thinking all right, cool, I could just show before and afters. I'll go get shots in the city and and literally compare them and that's the thumbnail. So my whole thing's going to base off of that thumbnail specific or
1: or Yeah, so I think I think if you if you're uh, if you're talking about anything in the creative space that will have a transformation on the image, you gotta show that, you gotta make it look as drastic as possible. So you might take a log photo, then you'll color grade the photo, and then you could do the before and after and it's like, God damn, how do you get from this to this? I gotta click on this video, I gotta see what this is about. Right. You know? Um so yeah, like videos like that, that was the idea for the thumbnail. Like I could have just Show pictures of the, so- of the software, but it's just like, who the fuck wants to click on that? You well,
0: know? And, I, and I think it's cool because you're with your, ch- with your channel, it's like you are kind of the character for the channel, right? So people recognize yep. your face. So it's like kind of important for you to include you in that content as well. Because yours isn't like, like mad graphic even though that's what you came up on doing was graphics. Yeah. Yours is very, like, feels very simple and minimalist, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So have you tried both worlds? Have you tried, like, experimenting with, like, nah. No? I haven't.
1: I haven't. I see that it works very well for certain people, but I just—I've never experi—I've never experimented with it. To be completely honest with you, that shit might blow up. And
0: might <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to know, <laughs> you know? dog. Because when I look, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe you did and you cracked the code. Because I mean, these—they sh- look great. It always sticks out, especially if you're like a creative and you're following. Uh, creative educators that can help you like if you're just yeah. scrolling through your sub- subscribers or whatever and all of a sudden a shot of you with two like C100s or 300s or whatever I'm like oh you mm-hmm. know I'm gonna click this shit you know what I mean people think like that
1: yeah I, I almost kind of like it's weird because I've been on YouTube for a couple years now I almost kind of relate certain thumbnail styles to certain genres mm. you know so for me the super poppy super graphic-y thumbnails in my mind relates to social channels people who do pranks they do social vlogs whereas in the filmmaking space i kind of relate super clean crisp sharp thumbnails to somebody who knows about either filmmaking or photography right but i've never experienced i've never experimented with crossing over that's just how it connects in my mind yeah
0: does that Uh, make sense though no absolutely it's total sense i mean it's all literally it's all just like you do what works, right? Like we just do what yeah. works. But I think it is solid and it's interesting to think about that perspective. I'd be also curious to hear from your angle on building relationships with clients. Like you've worked with mad artists and, and you know local people, brands and everybody. So when you go out and do that, what are some pieces of advice that you've learned that help you build relationships that can turn into paid jobs um, from the networking standpoint?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important to... To, uh, to deal with clients who you can realistically see succeeding or they have some sort of product that you genuinely enjoy because then you're down to go through the bullshit with them. You mm. know what I mean? If I have an artist and I absolutely love this person's music and I genuinely think that this person can become a successful being, I'm down to deal with him coming to set 35 minutes late or you know, fucking off two hours on, on our time in the studio. Because it's like, damn, like I genuinely like you as a person. You know what I mean? I like what you do. I enjoy your creative space. But when you got an artist who you don't like their music, you don't like what they're doing, they don't pay you. They're <laughs> fucking off time. Like you know what I mean? Then it's just like, bro, why am I even here right now? Right. You know? So I think building relationships with artists just kind of just comes down to just liking them as people and mm. and actually enjoying what they do.
0: Right. Were you doing? Were you ever doing like outreach outside of music videos for like? Um... Because I think a lot of people don't understand too, especially when you're getting started music videos, that the corporate world pays some bags for easy yes, work. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. were you dipping into that at all?
1: No, you weren't. <laughs> no, well, I mean I, I I would do event recaps from here and there. I've, I've done like small business commercials, but honestly me not being knowledged in the space of video production at all, I was kind of going into those projects charging the same amount that I was doing for my music videos. So, right. You know, it just was that I wasn't knowledged about the, 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 the space at all. So I was just undercutting myself every single time on, on, on the video production in general. Yeah, it wasn't until like, you know, later on, it's like, damn, where I have companies reaching out to me for sponsorships and they want to pay me. Two, three thousand dollars to talk about something for three, 30 seconds. It's like, God damn, these companies got money. Right, know? right. Tons of money. I've been, I've been struggling my whole fucking music video career, shooting a bunch of shit and doing a bunch of different edits and all this cool effects and shit. And it's like, damn, I could have been filming 30 second commercials with J and L cuts, right? You know, and a, and, a, and a simple color grade. That's hilarious. 20 times what I was making. So.
0: Isn't that crazy? And I don't yes, think. Wow. I don't. I think that when you get into that space, that I, I'm, I'm assuming that click for you as soon as you got your first brand deal with YouTube. You know what I mean? When you saw that happen, you're like, oh shit, because the stress of being able to just fucking go so hard for a video that maybe someone's giving you a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, yes. six hundred bucks, no money. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And then you can go and create something that brands are going to respect because they realize there's value behind it. Is that fucked up, dog? I hate that shit yeah. about the music industry.
1: That shit sucks, man. It's wild, yo. It's like you put in the most amount of work around the an artist and you get paid the least amount of money. That shit's crazy.
0: Right. It's like they need, they need this. They need yeah. this video. They need that whatever it is. And it seems to always be... The last thing anyone will front some some money for it, which is just doesn't make any fucking sense to me, and I, it's such a stressful thing to talk about all the time. Just gives me exhausted, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think the shift in artistry, kind of, um, with with other artists experimenting with with very low budget music videos and still having to be successful, kind of shifted the music video space entirely. Like mm. we had artists like Chief Keef who fucking shot his music video in his in his in his living room and it fucking did 40 50 million it's just like god damn why are we paying all this money for music videos and we can just do this
0: right and and that's what matt uh to go back to matt alonzo what he talked about in his interview was how him and dj ski like uh low-key like shifted the culture for that because they did i think it was a soldier boy video that they did um for like 3k and at that yep. time, like a standard music video was always like a hundred or eighty yeah. at minimum. Like and they came through and did it on a on a seventy, I think, and just fucking yeah. shit. And he said that he had directors would show up to his sets, like being like, You took this job from me. What the fuck are you doing? And like we're hot about it. but I, yeah. for real at that point in time when that shit happened. The budget's just, oh, you don't have to spend that much money on video anymore. The technology is so affordable and shit, like, it changes. What, what do you use when you do shoot videos, uh, the music videos and stuff? What are you using for, like, your typical go-to gear if you're in a smaller crew? Uh,
1: sh- one of the select mirrorless cameras, GH5, A7 III. Might pick up an EOS R, Canon. Um, Sony A7 III. Just a standard mirrorless camera, honestly. Uh, gimbal, maybe Scoop around M use an aperture 120d uh some quasar science tubes and we good we can rock off that
0: right for real what What? how did you build like a team have you built a team in that area like um being able to rely on crew and and kind of start building out people and i'm assuming that the channel bro probably has exposed you to some solid ass creators to collaborate with has it
1: yeah it has uh i'm weird with collabs though bro i've had like sets where i i, I, inv- I invite random people to come and it's just like I'm working and they want to talk about cameras all fucking day and I'm just like, bro, this ain't the time. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I kind of closed the gate on that. But I do have people that I selectively work with uh, when the budget's there, you know, because sometimes, shit, I'm not getting paid that much money. Um, yeah. I've even recently taken on projects just off the sole purpose of me being able to document them. So, right. it's just like, I'll I'll take on a project, maybe like three, three, four grand, and then I'll spend all of the money into production and help. <laughs> and then try to make it back on the back enough just document for YouTube.
0: That's a great investment, man. I feel I mean it's clearly paying off cuz you get to expose a lot of shit to a lot of people and, and we never get to see that shit. So it is cool to to share that. What um what's up with the podcast? You guys started the podcast in not too long yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: so we did the podcast. Um we haven't filmed in a in a minute though. It's been a couple weeks now. We just I just had a son uh 2 months ago. So he's 2 months now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> congrats
0: man that's that's amazing
1: yeah so yeah i have my son and it's just been like it's grind time yo yeah uh, we, we we sit down when we can i want to get one in really soon but i just been working non-stop on this course honestly
0: yeah how how is that balancing the relationship with having children and being a creative and and like i'm addicted to this shit i'm assuming you are too like we can't stop thinking about this shit and to to be able to put brakes on when needed is is challenging so what have been some of the ways you've dealt with uh you know having a family and and operating that plus your own business
1: uh for me i feel like the thing that really has helped me is just setting time restraints so it's like i set myself a certain amount of time every day to get shit done and if it doesn't get done i just gotta wait till the next day mm. you know um and it's tough it's tough it'll be times where like I have this time set right now to be with uh, my sons. And we won't be doing shit. We'll be just be sitting on the couch. And it's like, God damn, I could be in my office right now, like, whipping <laughs> something up, you know? Yeah, right. And it's like, fuck. It's just like burning up in my soul that I'm just sitting and I feel like I'm obviously not wasting time, but it, it almost feels that way, right? you know? So it's just, it's all mental, man. It's just all about how you think about stuff, but setting time restraints and just dealing with not getting shit done, you know, because most of the time. It's fine if you, you know, it's, it's cool if it drags over to the next day, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, that and also just uh, delegating the weekend just for family shit, you know? It's family time. The weekend's family, you know? I need to take time off anyways. I'll find myself in this office all day, every day. and
0: Tell me about you it. You know,
1: it just got to set those time restraints.
0: So then what's your, what's like uh, an average weekday for you? What time you start grinding?
1: Um, I... I have this thing where like I can't I can't wake up late. So regardless if I if I plan on working early, I just can't. I'm gonna be up regardless. So I'll get up in the morning probably like seven o'clock. Straighten up the house, eat. By the time that happens, my fiance my son's up. She's gonna eat. She's gonna work out, and then I won't get to the fucking desk till like t- noon or one p.m. And that shit kind of kills me. A little, oh damn! It's like fuck. Right, You know, I've been up for five hours and I haven't done anything, so I'll get to the desk at like noon, and then I'm just working until five, and it's like a a solid five though, you know, it's like no distraction five, like I'm not doing nothing, I'm going at it, and almost I feel like the fact that I don't have the most amount of time in a day is almost forcing me to get more shit done, you know, like sometimes you'll have like the free whole day and you're like, oh, I got all day to do this shit, and you don't do anything. You know, so me knowing that, like, okay, by 5 p.m. I have to get off, I'm going hard, you know? So yeah. that's, like, a typical day for me right now.
0: I like that. That's a, that's a small window, bro, to be able the amount of shit you have to make and, and balance is yeah. a lot, bro. Is it, I, I remember there was a Casey Neistat episode where he broke down his day, and that shit inspired me and made me realize, I literally wrote down every hour of the day, 24 hours, and was looking at it like, damn, I spent a lot of time when I get off work, I come home, me and my girl kick it, we'll watch like Netflix or whatever, chill till 10, 11, she falls asleep. And then I realized that I just stay in that grind, that mode, not like just continue watching Netflix till like two or three in the morning. And then I Uh wake up mad late and I started writing all this shit, I'm like, fuck, there's so much time that I could utilize that I didn't realize. And when I saw Casey break down how he, it was, his is like militant, weird, like, you know, what I mean, it was like every minute was accounted for. This is when I'm going over here. This is how I'm going over here. But he figured yeah. out how to maximize his day. I think that's crucial to really to really analyze and make the best. Like for you, five hours. How do you avoid any distress, like emails and texts and and all this shit from people? Like, what do you do? Do you shut everything off and just go focus on the video you're making, or or what?
1: Yeah. So I'm. I think I me like myself. I feel like everybody's. I'm just a. I'm addicted to numbers. So it's like. If I see that number at the top of my email thing, I'm probably gonna click that shit and see what's going on. You know, if Mm -hmm. I hear that notification, I'm probably gonna see what's up. So it's really just me turning my phone on silent and just closing my office door. And I'm just fucking working, bro. Like I'm just, I'm in it. I know that at this time I have to get off the computer. So my process is turning off iMessage on my computer, turning off the email on my computer, and just putting my phone down on silent and just head down into work.
0: Yeah, I've been um, removing those badge, the badges, like turning yeah, those notification fucking badges. badges. Fucking will kill you, bro.
1: Yeah, the badges. I I'm, hate I'm it. I'm just, I just watch my email number go up, and I'm clicking that shit every time. I'm like, ah, nothing in here is important right now.
0: Right. Um, when you, when it comes down to collaborating, have you? What's like the process? Have you had much opportunity to collaborate with other YouTubers in the space, like creative YouTubers?
1: Not really, not really. It's not that I don't have the opportunity. I just more so don't even really. Pursue the opportunity, you know, um, I'm weird with the creative process, man. Like, it's like, I just, I like to be in my own world. I don't really like to, um, compromise anything that I'm doing. I work really weird. I like my shit in like a very particular way. So I just, I don't really collab with people like that. I'm not against it, but I don't pursue it. I'm not like actively reaching out to people for collaborations, but that's just, I just know how I like to work. I know how efficient I am doing certain shit a certain way. Right. So, you know, that's just, that's just how I do it. I feel
0: that. I, uh, man, I appreciate you giving us some time out of your five hour window we got in the <laughs> daytime it means a lot i'm glad i'm glad we were able to do this i think like there's a lot of creatives that look up to you man and and to get a glimpse into what the day in life's like for you and, and your thought process and shit is it's powerful for people
1: yeah appreciate it man i mean i listen to the podcast all the time so it's just like hell yeah i'm Pre- trying to, i'm trying to be on there with the the likes of all the other <laughs> amazing people. Fuck no, yes, put me on. <laughs> hell yeah,
0: I appreciate it, bro. No, I, I appreciate it, and um, we'll link to obviously the channel, your Instagram, and then uh, you want the podcast. I'll put that down in the description and shit too. But anything else? You, what, what's the plan moving forward, bro? Like as you know, pandemic aside, like what's what's your what's your yeah. plan for the next year?
1: Uh, right now, course full in, all in. Got to get the course done. Um, the course gets out. I want to get back to traveling for real, mm. like. Um, I briefly touched on, like, the experiences that I had last year and how all the memorable ones are just culture shocks and doing other shit. I want more of that. I want to go to other places. I want to see different things. I want to experience different cultures, see how other people creatively work. Uh, so that's, like, what I want to do. I know pandemic is shitty right now, but, like, I'm trying to hop on a plane, though. <laughs> I'm trying to hop on a plane. Have you have you been home since the pandemic hit? Yeah. Or...
0: I, I, my uncle passed not too long ago, so I flew home... Uh like three weeks two weeks ago for a funeral was it?
1: what was that experience like
0: traveling low-key wasn't bad it okay. was it was you wear your mask you luckily the plane separated people by you know if you were solo you got like a seat between you i guess or whatever and uh and that was it wasn't bad there was low-key there was one dude that was so weird to me he walked on the plane without a mask on and i was like what the fuck and then uh we get on the plane and as i'm boarding, i'm like yo so what's the deal we don't gotta wear masks you guys are not letting that you're just letting not wear a mask and they're like oh that goes in effect tomorrow and i'm like how did that not go in effect when people started dying from this shit and that was just a thing but uh dude sat he ended up of course like i spot him and he ends up sitting right in front of me and the whole time i'm sitting there like man this is crazy and this old woman sat next to him and shit too and she she's old and i'm like come on and then we land the plane bro we made jokes about this dude the whole flight And then Mm -hmm. we land the plane and I look up and he's got this mask on that he just put on when we landed for some reason that had like legit like breathing (laughs) shit and all this. I'm like, the whole flight and and you land and put it like, what do you mean? Just to get your bags. And then we get the baggage and he's there and he's not wearing it anymore. I was so confused. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Like he could have been low key doing a prank video or some shit just to get my reaction. (laughs) I don't know, man. But honestly, it wasn't that bad. Obviously, it's like a weird time to do it and it's a risk, but... It, it wasn't terrible but also who fucking knows i'll find out in a couple months when i find out i have coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> i feel
1: like i've already had that shit low key <laughs> really i, just, I, I be i'd be like feeling like the weirdest like I, that shit's weird man i feel like i probably already had it or like i don't know it gets Not that I head. don't take precautions i wear my mask and shit but like sometimes i'll wake up and i'll be like damn my fucking throat hurts today
0: i know you start <laughs> wondering i was watching that tom hanks movie do you, you watch that one on apple tv they uh-uh, came out. Uh-uh. oh fuck it's just it's a great film i can't even think of the name of it but I, my the adrenaline is running and then i started being like am i can i not breathe right do i have coronavirus and <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's terrifying bro it's a weird time but anyway i'm glad you're healthy i'm glad your kids are healthy and shit congrats on the new baby um but yo stay safe and everything and we'll touch base uh, next time you're in la for sure you gotta pull up
1: yes 100 percent.
0: making that happen all right man take care bro
1: for sure peace that's
0: it for episode 205 huge shout out to chris for coming on the show everyone do him a solid and go subscribe to his youtube channel if you want a behind the scenes look into what it's like to make music videos and content in general chris is sharing that and, and do him a solid and hit that hold on hit that sweet sweet notification bell button because youtubers love that shit um and also if you've ever wanted to get in touch with us or just support the podcast and and you're a fan you want to give us some feedback or maybe even have ideas for episode topics that we should cover or a creator that we should have on the podcast you should shoot us a text 319-209-9041 the numbers in the description if i read that too quick um also there's a link that makes it easier to click on there but hit that and we every week we're literally send out weekly motivation lessons that we're learning from each podcast episode and just it's great just getting in touch with all y'all so it's been awesome to connect with hundreds of you so far and uh cheers to hundreds and hundreds more and we're just going to empower the community with this thing so um stay in touch and other than that i hope you guys enjoy the work week keep creating Um, Help someone out today who may need it. You never know what that will do for someone. Cool. All right. We'll see you in a few days. You bitch. Bitch, bitch.